and welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Podcast. This podcast today is brought to you by DynastyOwner.com. That's right, we're back talking about our favorite friends over at DynastyOwner.com. They are going full launch in 2020, but they're only limited to 1,000 leagues. That's right, tons of you guys lost on their beta program, but now's the time to get up on their wait list. So make sure you check out DynastyOwner.com today. Sign up and get on their light wait list to check out this launch. And in the meantime, their mock draft tool will be up live in the next couple of weeks. Guys, I've seen this tool. It is the prettiest mock draft tool you have ever seen. It looks fantastic. I am so jealous. Our mock draft tool is coming soon, and I hope it could eventually look as good as Dynasty Owner mock draft tool. So mock draft today on Dynasty Owner. We're here in the next couple of weeks and get ready for the 2020 launch. You can be a part of it with them. All you have to do is get on our wait list. Check it out today. It's a great way to play Dynasty hey, Fantasy hey, Football. Hey, that's DynastyOwner.com. Check them out. Welcome to Welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast, where we discuss dynasty strategy, rankings, and all things NFL. So get ready to geek out on fantasy football with your host, Rich Dotson. Host, Rich Dotson. And welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Rich Dotson, here with my fellow nerds, Matt O'Hara. Hey, hey. And Garrett Price. How's it going? That's going pretty sweet back here. I know there was no episode last week. I had some stuff I had to take care of, uh, but the nerds got their episode thanks to two, these two handsome gentlemen. Thank you. Thank he, you. Mu- he must be referring to us. I think so. Yeah, well, I don't have a double mirror in front of me. <laughs> double, a double mirror? Double. I said handsome gentlemen. Oh, okay. I thought you wanted to see the back of your own head or something. That's <laughs> the only reason I could think of having two No, mirrors. but my hair is still there, so I'm happy with it. Like, I'm very happy with myself. They say, they say, like, whatever hairline you have after, like, 35 is, like, pretty close to the hairline you'll have until you're, like, really old. Oh, bonus. Yeah, so, like. Good to know. Yeah. I, I'm happy. You know what I, I mean? I like, still got pretty. Yeah, all right. Oh, yeah, you got a good mane. I mean, it's receded <laughs> since high school, but it's good. Oh, yeah. You know I mean? Oh, yeah. Garrett, you got. You're about like you're about my level. Yeah, almost. I was gonna say I feel okay now, but I still got like another five years. Ooh, like so it we'll worse. see. Like so young, this guy. Uh, whole mm. life ahead of him. Mm, yes, he does. <laughs> Me, <laughs> counting the days. <laughs> Just happy to be here. So we're back today. Going to talk a little dynasty fantasy football as we enter week twelve. For most people, uh, in most leagues, that means there's only two regular season games left because. Well, week 13 is usually the last game, and then it's 14, 15, 16 for the playoffs. And if you have a, if you don't have your championship game week 16, well, you're an idiot because you shouldn't be playing <laughs> shouldn't play week 17 bit. championship games because players sit, and that's a just lot. not fair. It's a not lot right. Of people sitting, yep. I mean, how mad would you be, you know, if you, Lamar Jackson's your quarterback and he's gotten you there? with his dynamic play and rushing ability and his 1,200-yard rushings. And then week 17, is like, oh. We got nothing to play for. We just clinched a first-round bye. We're going to bench Lamar because he may be fragile in his legs. He might sprain a toe. We don't want that. Turf toe? You see what happened to Devontae Adams? Oof. Ugh. He's out. He was gone yeah. for what, like three, four weeks? Yeah. Turf monster. Those toes, man. You need them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sage advice. Rex Ryan yeah. really needed them. <laughs> really want them. No toes? Can't be on the team. Sorry. No toes, no hoes, no bros. That makes sense. It rhymes. It's Even like, if it doesn't make sense, it know, rhymes. That's what I was really going for. You yeah. know, like this time of the year, you know, you see all these cards, Christmas cards, Thanksgiving cards. Uh, Thanksgiving so cards. Rhymes. You never got a Thanksgiving card? No. Gobble gobble gobble. Yeah, dude. People. Are you loved? 
Apparently not. <laughs> I literally have never, I've never even seen a Thanksgiving card. Didn't Matt just send you one? Gobble, gobble, gobble. It was a gift. <laughs> I mean, aren't gifts cards? Not really. Oh, I thought they were cards. I and he, were, and, and Garrett was the one that sent it. Yeah. Oh. I, I sent, I, so I sent the card. Look, you're a giver. That's right. That's why. You don't even know. I was like, gifts are kind of like little cards, right? They, they basically are. The yeah. text message card. I'm going to start sending them to everybody now. You should. I used to. Happy Merry Thanksgiving. <laughs> I have a friend I call every single year early in the morning on Thanksgiving. He's always sleeping. And all I do is just say gobble, 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 gobble <laughs> on his phone. And I hang up <laughs> every Thanksgiving. It's tradition. <laughs> But a much higher pitched voice than that, though. It's way more eccentric. I've heard your gobble before. It is pretty, <laughs> it is pretty high pitched. I mean, dude, if, if you're sitting there alone, just like gobble, gobble yourself, like in like a really one. It's just fun. It's mm-hmm. just, I know it's silly, but you know, sometimes it's just fun to be sometimes silly. You just need to do that. Yep. So don't have, don't, don't be, don't be a turkey and have your championship game week 17. There you go. You know, it's to be weird. Like you're talking about the new CBA. Uh, they're going to expand it to 17 games. I know. That's going to be crazy. That's week 17 championship. All these new fantasy records, way more games, oh, for extra sure. bye weeks. So it might a little bit be crazier. It might be. I would a little say crazier. that is going to make it a lot more difficult if you have double buys. So is that going to be? I was going to say is going to be seventeen games, but actually eighteen weeks. Ooh! So we're really getting our our fantasy season stretched. Wow! wow. That'd be nice. Wow! Increase your uh, redraft rosters. You'd probably have to a little bit, right? To get through all those. I heard. No. A, I heard a rumor how they might schedule it is they would plan if if you have a. Uh, a Thursday night game that you would get your one of your buys before the Thursday night game, so you don't have that like short four or five four, game yeah. week. Short that would make sense. Yeah. And I know they kind of planned it too. Like if you started like the way it worked out too, like it'd be like if Super Bowl would fall like right before like I think whatever it was like President's Day or something, where most people have off work, like government and some Ooh. of that. I don't hate this. Or or you can just get hip. I'm a business owner, right? I own a business. In my business, Super Bowl Sunday, Super Bowl Monday is a paid day off. Is it really? I'm the best boss ever. I am in that. I am. I'm going to start working for you. That, yeah, that's pretty awesome. My guys loved it. Because even that, a lot of guys don't even watch football that work for me, too. And I'm just like, yeah. I was like, Monday. They're like, why? I was like, Cause I don't want to come to work. Because <laughs> I don't want to be here. I, man. Be I here. will not be here. I can't tell them. Like, and like, and like a lot of people would ask for it off. Like, man, you didn't have Monday. I was like, you know what? Screw it. I was like, paid holiday. Yeah. I mean, it cost me money, but whatever. Yeah. That's why you're a good boss. You got you to treat your employees great. You know what I mean? It's kind of like your listeners. You got to like, that's a tush I just kissed. Yeah, that was a gross sound in my ear. <laughs> I really do not appreciate that. That's, that's all I do. That's how I kiss the tush. Okay. That's, that's for you, Ben. Again, yeah. Just, you. Again, disgusting. Well, you don't want to do it twice. I don't want to leave the other cheek <laughs> left on loved. You know what I mean? We are yeah. losing listeners as we speak. <laughs> oh, no, dude. I feel like a lot of people are hitting that 15, uh, the 30 second rewind <laughs> on the podcast. So clip, you can hear it over and over. And then put it right against the cheeks. Like, do it again, Rich. I'm like, ah, oh, love is in the air. Jeez, oh man! All right, let's get. Let's. I hey. I, did we talk about it not getting off the rails? <laughs> we yeah. did right come before on, the podcast. Come on, dude! Yeah. I, I missed a week. All, All right, right. Uh, let's talk about some dynasty fantasy football. So this week for the Nerdhead episode, we're going to talk about uh, 2020 NFL free agents and you know guys you should trade for, maybe guys you should sell. Where does this leave holes? We're just going to kind of talk about it as a conversation point. Um, I have another point I'd like to talk about. NFL running backs have to sign these big contracts. Is that the time to sell? I'd like to get into it with you guys. If we can't get it today, maybe we'll just do it next week as a whole topic because, I mean, week 12, the last week, the regular season, nobody needs advice or, I don't know, that's a, first week of the playoffs, we'll get into it. Okay. You know, last week, people do need to know because you got to make that push. Like, that week 12 is a really good, like, usually for a good league has no trading deadline until the playoffs start. And, 
that's when you see like a lot of big crazy trades. That's what you it, can get the you can get some nuts ones, man. People are just squeaking in. They don't know if they're going to make it or not, and then they, they all of a sudden they're going to make it, and boom. And it, and I recommend that. I did it last year. I went all in. Like I traded a, a, a boatload to get DeAndre Hopkins because the guy wouldn't trade him unless I made him an offer he couldn't refuse. So I made him an offer he couldn't refuse. Multiple first, Evan Ingram, Le'Veon Bell, Golden Tate. Uh, it was a whole bunch of stuff. Uh, I still liked my side, but you know it worked out for me. It worked out for you last year, but this year you're uh, down in the crapper. So, dude, dude, did you see? You know, I said I went on Twitter and I said I lost by that Daniel Jones fumble Uh by point three points. Was there a stat correction? No, no, no. So this week, week I won on that last interception. On that last interception by uh, Philip Rivers by point like four points. It all came back point three five. I think I was super. I was. It was was so again. I was watching this game. This is unbelievable. I'm gonna tweet out again. I I had it ready to screenshot it. Now, the only good thing is, though, if he didn't throw the interception, I have Austin Eckler. That last ball was going to Austin Eckler. Oh, so you Eckler. probably would have been fine. Any- so I would have been fine anyways. But I was losing by a point. Had almost. it just been an incompletion, though. If it had been an incompletion, I would have lost. Yep. So, so And I've got that guy's first-round pick, so I was, I was all in on that, <laughs> yeah. on that so victory like, by you. It's just one of those leagues, man. Like I have a good team. I'm not fretted about it. I love my team. But my points against are like... A hundred more than the second guy's most points against. I was just mean? looking at this today. I couldn't believe how <laughs> people were <laughs> averaging. Just, people were averaging like 135 or 136 points in just like a standard normal nine, you know, roster league. And which is. Yeah, there's no flex position here either. There's no flex. No, nothing. Like most people score about 120. <laughs> Rich is averaging 130. Every five against. single. Like how many weeks there's been where I have had the second most points and I lose. Like I have like points are there. It's just it's one of those Playing years, the wrong man. Team, wrong week. Every single and this week it took a miracle. Like literally, it took a miracle to win. And guess who's still in last place? Me. It took Philip Rivers <laughs> noodle arm. To, it did. To we'll talk about Philip Rivers here. So let's get in, let's let's get in the quarterbacks. We can start there with Philip Rivers here. Let's do it. Is Philip Rivers washed? Like so, say this is only going to matter in superflex, right? So in a regular PPR league, nobody's trading for Philip Rivers. Right. But like, say you are. We're talking about that push, right? Like, if you can get anything in a superflex right now, because there's some rumors out there. I know, like Benjamin Albright tweet, tweeted out, like Philip Rivers might hang it up after this year. It would, this was something I mentioned earlier in the year when I saw him play. I was concerned because it looked like he was almost shot putting the ball. He's always had an odd delivery, so right. it's not ne- three quarter. Yeah, it's never looked like um, it never it never looked like a traditional quarterback throwing. But I mean, Philip Rivers, I remember his like game tape all the way back to NC state. Like he didn't have a problem getting the ball, the receivers, even though it looked weird getting there, it still got there and it was, it had a reasonable amount of zip, but this year it looked different. It looked like he was really, really trying to put a lot into it just to get the ball downfield. And they were floating. They said he was able to still get it there because he's, he's so well prepared. He's been in the league for so long, but it's similar to the, the way, in my opinion, it looked similar to the way that, Peyton Manning was towards the end. Like he falling off. He he was so good cerebrally or like, you know, in his head that he could get the ball there, even if it was floated there because he could time it. He could still time it to get there before the defender could get there, but it just doesn't look like he's got the same zip anymore. So to me, I think, yeah, I mean, 
I would totally get rid of Philip Rivers if I could at this point in the year because I don't think he's got much gas left in the tank. Like hoping somebody that's in the playoff run that has Matt Stafford because Matt Stafford had a sure. resurgence year. Like, hey, dude, give me a twenty twenty second. I'll I'll take Philip. I'll give you Philip Rivers, which is okay. It's a quarter. I need a, like a lot of people in super flex. Like, I just need a quarterback. It doesn't matter right. who it is. Just are you someone to start? Yeah, I mean, as long as you're not like Jeff Driscoll, you know what I mean. Like somebody start. Like Philip Rivers is still a name. Like. You, you sell, right? Like Absolutely. anything you can get. Yeah. And for, it's sad, too, because it this was the season. Like, he finally had, like, all the weapons. Everybody's here. He's got two good running backs in Eckler and Gordon. He's got Hunter Henry. He's got Mike Williams. He's got Keenan Allen. He's got all of these weapons. No he, offensive line, though. He, he does not have an offensive line. That is very true. So that's what uh, hurts. And, and, he's just, and he's just not mobile enough to to compensate for that at this point in his career. And and the arm's not there. And so it, it's 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 sad to see because, I mean, they were, they were a playoff team last year. But um, it's going downhill quick. Tyra Taylor could take over at some point. Um, or Easton Stick could take over at some point, see what they have in him. But I would not be surprised at all if they if they draft a, a quarterback uh, in the in the first or second round. Because what's their record now? They might be get coming they close four to getting and out. Seven, right? I believe. Yeah, They're, they still have like a slight uh, chance at the playoffs. But if they if they lose another game this week, they might be kind of right. out of it. Well, that's anybody who's at four and six, four and seven. Well, they have a bye week this week. Oh, okay. So right. yeah, you're right. I mean, I think I think they're still even though like you might want to wait after. The, so there's a bye week this week. So. Right. You'd be selling low because of the just what happened, right? Because the interception at the end, but the numbers still aren't right. I mean, Philip Rivers is still quarterback thirteen on a year. So in Superflex right. League, that is very valuable. Yeah, because you know, at first I was going to say, you know what, I would take a twenty twenty third because I think there's a, if it, if he doesn't even like if he quits quits after this year, doesn't quit after this year, he's for sure quitting like probably next year retiring. You know what right. I mean? I mean, the kid's got eighty seven kids. You know right. I mean? it's like, at you least be some spend some time with those. I mean. The team needs a coach for the baseball team. I mean, sure. get all the position players, but where's the coach? <laughs> you know, get out there. So for me, and the, and you know they need a hitting coach because this guy's hitting it really well. So for me, I think there's value still there for a twenty twenty second. <laughs> I would hope so. I mean, obviously this is a very low point. He's he's coming off of seven interceptions in the past two weeks, and even if you look at like a four week trend, he really hasn't been playing all that well. He's been only in like the teens in our league. Uh, which which scores a little bit differently, but um, he's just he's been on the lower end of the spectrum for the past four weeks as far as, as quarterback uh, point totals. So uh, I'll bring it up here as you keep talking away. <laughs> so week seven through eleven, <laughs> Philip Rivers is quarterback sixteen. So a three a three step back, three step drop is what you know, and, and that's with no buy in there, which other quarterbacks have probably had their buy in that range. C- correct. So. Uh, <sighs> So, I mean, you, you might be selling it at a bit of a low point, but at the same time, you're running out of time. I mean, you know, you only have so many more weeks left in the season. A lot of the times, you know, like you said before, we're coming up on trade deadlines. There, There's going to be hard deadlines for sure before the, you know, as soon as the playoffs start. So we're looking at another two-week stops to, to unload this guy. And a team making that trade feels like it's going to be a late second. But at the same time, in a, in a super flex league, those seconds become even exponentially more valuable. Like even in a regular PPR flex league, like those seconds are very valuable this year. Once you add super flex to the mix, Absolutely. they become extremely valuable. Because right. you're, gonna, those, you're those, not gonna, you're not going to be able to replace quarterback with quarterback, but you're still going to be able to get. You're going to really get a really good, good player. positional player because yeah. you're still going to have Tua, Fromm, <laughs> Herbert, Burrow. There'll be somebody else in that mix that we just don't see that gets drafted in a spot. Like it's going to be in those top J- two rounds. Jacob Eason out of Washington is really soaring up boards too. So there you go. I mean, 
and that's already on top of the 25 positional players that we love here in the first right. you know couple rounds. So to me, that second, no matter where it is, even if it's pick 24, I'd make that move. If a, if a team that's pushing, they just end, end, like, end up trading like a year ago too, they had a high third round pick, like a really high, like we know already who the bottom of the league is, and they just somehow had that. You know, maybe get two thirds for Phillip Rivers. And in a super flex, I'm okay with that at this point in his career. You know what I mean? Yeah. Hell, even Tom Brady at this point, I would take a 2022nd if I was, was you know, and, and, and then, here, you want two more years of Tom Brady? Here you go. I'm, I'll take the seconds. Right. I'll try and move somewhere else that way. Because then I'll draft a positional player, and then I'll use that positional player in a couple of years or a year or two to go get the quarterback I want if he pans out, which is the whole goal of taking best player available. Yep. Um, a couple other quarterbacks. Talking about young quarterbacks and getting them, Kyler Murray and Josh Allen. Um, QB's five and six. Pretty good, right? Not Pretty good. too shabby. Josh Allen, just like last year, end of the season as a number two overall fantasy scoring quarterback. Or no, he was a number one overall scoring fantasy weeks. player over the last five weeks five of weeks, the season. Yes. Here he is again, Cam Light Jr. on fire. Heating Kyler Murray. Heating looking, it up here. Kyler Murray looking fantastic. I was really? dead wrong on saying I would take Dwayne Haskins ahead of Kyler Murray. Dead wrong. There's still time for, for Haskins, but but obviously Kyler's been a perfect fit for that offense. And and we we have to give credit where credit's due. Cliff has done an incredible job at morphing this offense around Kyler. And that was the that was the one thing we weren't sure of because mm-hmm. we'd never seen it. And he's done a really nice job so far. Yep. We were curious, and that's in and that's in with like a lot it's Christian Kirk who's looked nice. Larry yeah. Pitts, you know, and nobody who else? That's it. Right? Nobody right, else. Right now, Kenyon Drake, I guess. I was going to say cause. the running back of the week, Kenyon Drake, of course. <laughs> well, David Johnson with his broke ass back. Dude, did you guys see the highlight of him, I guess, trying yes. to run yes. the other day? Gosh. To yes. this? It was like his feet were in quicksand. Yeah, that was bad. Oh, my goodness. Dude. That dude looks glue factoried. Dude, he's the complete opposite of Pigpen from Peanuts. He's washed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude. Don't want anything to do with him. He's but he's jacked up. I, I don't mean, want anything to do with I him mean, for a while. Yeah, so. clearly he's not healthy either. I mean, but. Dude. I mean, he's no Derrick Henry. You know, stud <laughs> out there. I would right. take Derrick Henry over him. What are dude, you talking about? Who wouldn't you take could, Derrick Henry over? Derrick Henry. That's a monster. Derrick Henry can move, man. I mean, dude, I've been telling you Derrick Henry's going to be great forever. Me too, man. I mean, what, on that. what are you talking about? I mean, who didn't see this coming? So what? It's crickets. Nobody? Anybody? Cricket. cricket. We, should, we, we should have a cricket. <laughs> we definitely need a cricket button. We have the soundboard. We have no crickets. <laughs> We, we really got to use that at some point. So Kyler Murray, Josh Allen, like Josh Allen, this again, this, I know it's, I know it's cliche to say, Cam, like Kyler Murray, we'll wait and see. Obviously everybody wants him. I moved Kyler Murray significantly up my super flex rankings. Kid looks good. Can't wait to say he, see him another year acclimated into yeah. Cliff Clingsbury's offense and more weapons out there with Hakeem Butler coming back and yeah. all these other receivers out Get there. Get him in a line because he doesn't have a great line either. So. Get him a better line. Get him a better running back. Get him a lot. I mean, wouldn't you love to see a very good, versatile – Like, so here's what we've learned about the Arizona offense. We do. We see here, everybody talks about, ooh, DeAndre Swift goes to Kansas City. And, oh, if this running back goes to Kansas City. If you get me a really good pass catcher running back, even if it's J.K. Dobbins – I was going to say J.K. Dobbins. You know what I mean? Yeah. Okay, if you man. give me a pass – if you give me down in Arizona – that's a sneaky move. Absolutely. Hell, because you know what? They don't have Pat Mahomes. They don't have Tyreek Hill. They don't have Travis Kelsey. He would be the focal point of the office. We saw Chase Edmonds be 
a monster a there. We saw Kenyon Drake have his best fantasy game of his life almost in his first game there versus San Francisco nonetheless. A like, good defense. So in that offense, with that spread wide, and a guy like Kyler Murray, who is basically a smaller Pat Mahomes, right? That's what he is. He's just yeah. way smaller Pat Mahomes, a little bit faster. That would be a great place for an offense. Like, I, I'm really intrigued. Like, when we break it down, these rookies, and we talk about where we want these rookies to land, Arizona this year has creeped up my list for sure. drastically. Now, the only downfall of that is David Johnson's going to be on the roster next year. His contract's guaranteed. There's no point of cutting him. 0.0 cutting him. But, I mean, we saw how we see how LA is using Todd Gurley, right? Mm-hmm. Just because you're paying him doesn't mean you have to use him. So, if we see a good running back that's a pass catcher running back, that one might create value because David Johnson's there. Somebody's like, oh, I want this guy because he's got a clearer path. But that could be a nice situation where, like, come week five, six, exactly. seven, he's the man. And that's the thing. I think, I think I personally underestimated how bad David Johnson was going to be at this point. Because early in the year, he looked eh. But he was still producing. And so, you know, I, I was good with that. Because of the offense, it turns because out. Because of the offense. And I think we're seeing now, they had no problem featuring Drake. I mean, DJ really didn't do anything this past week. So, I, I think if anything, it might get to the point where they're saying, look, if we think we're a contender next year, we'll eat the money if we have to. We'll keep him on the on the team and he can be the backup and do third down stuff maybe. I don't know. But, like, at this point, I wouldn't be shocked if they just eat the money. Or I, see, I can see them using him as that like third down pass catcher running right. back. What he does, you know what I mean? And, and it hold value there. But then as soon as that's gone, he's gone. You know what I mean? Or, or he's just bench at the end of the year, kind of like a quarterback when you bench him at the end of the year. But it's a very, I just want to mention that now. It's a very intriguing situation. So going back to the quarterbacks with Josh Allen, for example, if Josh Allen, because remember, like this is how Cam Newton started too. You know, like is this is like earlier in the year it's easy to get Josh Allen, but right now here he is, Senate quarterback six. Right. Is this something we expect from Josh Allen for the next four to six years? You know, a big, he has the most rushing touchdowns amongst quarterback, always gets those yards, big body guide. I mean, Matt nailed on the head before when he called him Cam Newton light during the rookie process. This is, this is who we have. Remember Cam Newton's a guy who out of six years finishes a quarterback top four, four to six years. Can you get that in Josh Allen? So when it comes to like a super flex league in, in top end quarterbacks, I mean, Josh Allen wouldn't be mentioned in that category. No. Would you want him? Is he like some of you trying to get high? Yeah, but he's obtainable. Like the price that you pay for the price that I think I'm trying to get is like the price that you would pay for Josh Allen. Two years from now, you'd be like, that's a good deal. Yeah, I was going to say versus the production that you're going to be getting for the next couple of years. Definitely with some of these guys dropping off. I mean, Right now, all the guys here at the, look at the top, look at the top eight. Right, Lamar Jackson, Russell Wilson, Dak Prescott, Deshaun Watson, Kyler Murray, Josh Allen, Kirk Cousins, Pat Mahomes, all young guys yep. except for Kirk. And Kirk's not old. Yeah, he's mean? what 32, 31? Uh, he's even played better. Yeah. Right. So, but to me, like that's like okay, changing the guard. There ain't no rookie quarterback coming. in. Well, it's easy to say that when Kyler Murray's in the top. You know what I mean? But. He's, he's a good rusher, too. So that's right. rushing. Again, it goes back to Josh Allen. Rushing yards. It's why Lamar Jackson's so hot. I mean, Lamar Jackson's not number one because his arm's so awesome. It's because he's on pace for 1,200-yard rushing. Incredible. You know, and the reason Cam Newton wasn't a top five, you know, five play, top four play for four out of six years, it wasn't because of his arm. No, it was vulturing all those touchdowns and, and his rushing yards. Yeah. And right now, is Devin Singletary a big running back? No. 
Yeah. Can we assume they might draft the running back next year? Yeah, but does does that mean they will? No. So we don't know. This can easily become a situation just like before. I mean, the Bills, they were trying to trade for receivers this whole that was the big news. Like, oh, they might no. trade for a receiver, they might trade for a receiver. They so you, did for a second in Antonio Brown. For a second. <laughs> Forgot for a about second. that. So like <laughs> this forget, might get Matt. Never so their their offseason and their focal point might be on just building that team. You know, we all it's easy to say, oh, they're gonna get a running back. But they're like, oh, we're happy with Devin Singletary and whatever big running back we sign in free agency. Like whoever's out there, we're, we're gonna talk about free agents here soon. Um like that. And maybe Josh Allen do the same thing Cam Newton did. Get the rushing yards, and but then when they get in rush the red zone, well, guess what? We're going to give it to our big big horse here and, and get yep. him over the line. Which is what? Going to give you a top six fantasy finish. And and the good thing about him as well is is he's increased his accuracy. He's up at 60. He's like right hovering right at 60% completion percentage. And that was the big knock because he was in like the 50s basically in, in college. So, <laughs> excuse me, he's showing well in, in, in that growth respect also. Yeah, and he's only behind <laughs> Kyler Murray by, uh, what are we looking at, about 19 points, and he's played one less game than them too, so they're pretty on par pretty, there. Yeah. Right, and then he got dinged up. Right, and the price of Kyler Murray is going to be significantly more than Josh Allen. I would think so. Oh, I would guarantee it. I mean, I would pay more for Kyler Murray than Josh Allen just because of the arm. You know, it's more accurate. But again, the whole point is coming back to like that Cam Newton value. And if you go back four years ago and you value Cam Newton in a super flex, you're talking top three guy, mm-hmm. right? So again, what you're paying for Josh Allen's not top three guy, no. and if you can round up two quarterback ones in a super flex league, though that alone is capable enough to walk you into the playoffs. Mm-hmm. If you have two top eight quarterbacks, that point alone is enough to walk you into the playoffs. Will you win? Well, not guaranteed, but it helps. It definitely and helps. You're not yep. paying that price for Josh Allen. Food for thought. Food for thought. Is there food for thought? I'm I'm just hungry now. I barely I didn't eat enough dinner tonight. I took bra- I started taking brain food, Lions Man. I don't know uh, what that mushroom. is. No. It's good for uh, makes you uh, cognitive. This is some Joe memory. Rogan shit. Yeah, you know Joe Rogan okay. shit. You know? I'm very big <laughs> into uh, mushroom, but Lions Man supposed to be really good for you. Really I started taking shrooms. Yeah, dude, <laughs> dude, shrooms, man, all about them. Love them, love them. Don't recommend them for everybody, but you know, if it's from the earth, it's organic and has no side effects, and you can't die from it. It'll make you a better human. God bless you. God bless you. God bless me. God bless you. Maybe Philip Rivers should take America. some, and then he, then he wouldn't be so washed up. Dude, Philip oh. Rivers has oh. been blessed many times over. Okay. <laughs> um, last guy here, Kyle Allen struggles. I mean, are the are the are the Panthers drafting a guy? I mean, most likely. Obviously, he's going to get the rest of the year because Cam's you know on IR to prove it. But I mean, he's not trending in the right direction. Yeah, he's uh, he's 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 looked a little rough for these past couple weeks, and you you were hoping this would be the time that he would flourish. And I mean, they played the freaking Falcons this week. Like Falcons are not a good football team. Well, for the last couple of weeks, they've been playing. Really they've good been playing football. much better since they're by, but ever since uh, Dan Quinn over there split, like took out, took away like some of his own duties and split some more uh, delegate, which is what the Browns should do. If any kids out there trying to yeah. delegate, they like, dude, you're the head coach. Delegate, delegate. Like, delegate, have other people do your job for you. Yeah. You is still get pro- paid the same. Yeah. Like, dude, like I used to be a worker. Then I owned a business. You think I was still doing all that work? Nope. No. No. You're taking you're taking Super Bowl Monday off. I'm taking I'm super yeah, I'm not working Super Bowl Monday. Get out of here. What's the point? What's the point of getting a big gig if you gotta do the little work? I don't wanna do the little work. Nope. Or too hard to do the little work. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Kyle Allen. I mean I, at, at one point the I guess the point here is like at one point Kyle Allen looked like he was an option 
you know, potentially for the Carolina future, which is just because you have a bad like slump here doesn't mean you're not, but it doesn't look, it doesn't look amazing. An interesting, and this is way too early in the process. Interesting landing spot that I heard for a quarterback was Carolina uh, with Jalen hurts going to Carolina could be, could be an interesting option. A really athletic guy, similar mold as the Lamars, the, you know, that type of, and obviously, Cam in that offense, mobile quarterback before. It's just, just something to keep an eye on. I mean, yeah. I think the interesting comment that we that we have forgotten about was the owner that came out and was like, we're not going to sell for mediocrity. Did you guys hear that? I did not hear that. No, yeah. I didn't hear that either. Yeah, they were like specifically talking about like like quarterback situations and the owner was and like – And the coaching staff too. I saw that, right? Yeah. I heard about the co- – like, oh, we're not gonna, I thought it was for the coaching staff, but it's about quarterback he was talking about. It was about. just about like – Everything. So that, that sounds like to me they're drafting somebody there. Yeah. Because Cam hasn't been great. Kyle Allen has been doo doo pretty much lately. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. See, I feel bad. Putting kind of everybody on. I mean, Cam doesn't look great, but he's been banged up. He's been it's hurt. True. Offensive line not that great either at times. You know, so it's kind of like there's a lot working against Cam this year. He tried. I mean, obviously, when this year he didn't look at this great year, but he was hurt. We all know now that he wasn't looking great because he right. was hurt. So it's kind of like I don't know. It's really hard for me because I feel like if you have a quarterback that's above average, right, or at least average or above. There's so many other bad quarterbacks. It's so hard to draft a good guy. Like, you just can't let him walk, and you just got to build around that average quarterback and build a good team. You know what I mean? That's me. Like, if I'm the Panthers, I'm like, oh, maybe this just leads I can get Cam for cheaper then. You know? Even if it's a two-year prove-it deal. Like, I'll take that over anything. And if it's not the first year, then I draft a quarterback. I, I, mean, like, I I'm, I'm honestly starting to believe a little bit more and more that they're just going to stick with Cam this guy, you know, Kyle Allen's going to slide right back into the backup position, and they're going to see how next year goes. And it's it, definitely possible. I'm, I, I think they end up drafting a guy in the first two or three rounds. Do you? Yeah, I so. I'd but be, even, I'd, on, I'd honestly be surprised if they did. And but. even at like, I don't like if you're not listen. If to me, if you're not a first round quarterback, the odds are like, oh, they're they're stacked. They're so you. drastically against you. For it's sure. not even fun. So like, I've learned definitely as a Browns fan, like. Oh, you, they took him in the second round. It's a high pick. What? You didn't for like any Cole other McCoy? player? Yes, that's a high pick. For <laughs> any other player, that's a high pick. Uh, but for a quarterback, nah, nah. Yeah, I know the few and far between. I know Drew Brees, who's pretty much sure. a first round pick. Um, there's guys, you know, Russell Der- Wilson was a third. Russell, yeah, you know, Tom Brady's a six. You know, yeah. uh, Derek Carr, second round pick. Yeah, um, but you know, is Derek Carr laying the world on fire? He's, he's been pre- fine. He's looking pretty good this year. Not he's starting not, to be pretty proficient, actually. Not, no, as an NFL quarterback, he looks he's looked okay. Yeah, fantasy wise though, he's yeah. Oh he's, no, he's, he's quarterback seventeen. No thank you. No thank you. I mean, Jimmy Garoppolo is not a first round pick, but I mean the point. I mean, look at these. Guys. Okay, ready? Are you making a point? Or are you trying say, to? Are you I feel going like you're countering your own point? Your own point there. Okay. Well, all these. Well, I, get, I mean, Gardner Minshew was like a. <laughs> if we, <laughs> If we look, Sixth round if, if we look at the top twelve fantasy quarterbacks, Tom okay. Brady wasn't a first round pick, Kirk Cousins wasn't a first round pick, yeah, and Dak Prescott and Russell Wilson weren't wasn't weren't a first round pick. Okay, so one third. Okay, so my point's been muted. <laughs> Listen, I speak off the top of my head. <laughs> Sometimes there's facts. Sometimes, Sometimes there's, there's not. not. I was thinking Colt McCoy, not Dak Prescott, Sean Kaiser, you know, Sean Kaiser. I've seen them all, babies. Wait, wait was uh. What was uh, a redhead? Brandon uh, Wheaton. He was actually no, was a first rounder. No, yeah, no, no. The other redhead from Akron. Oh, oh Charlie Fry. Fry. Charlie Fry. Did he have red hair? I, th- I felt like he had blonde hair. It was like a strawberry blonde. Okay. No, he had red hair. Charlie Fry? Dude, he was a ginger. Oh, all right. I know this for sure. Cause, you know. For sure. All right. Let's get in some running backs, shall we? 
Sure. Sure we. Sure. Surely we should. Should. Surely. I have a speech impediment. I'm, I apologize. <laughs> um, running backs. Jonathan Williams and Bo Scarborough. Are they waiver wire gems? Uh, Maybe. Uh, the, the tough part is, at this point in the season, there are so few running backs that you can count on that anybody with a pulse and a few carries are at least worth adding. No, this is bullshit. If you have Jonathan Williams or Bo Scarborough and you can get anything for him, anything at all. Sure. But I'm sell. But if you if you have Marlon Mack and you're a playoff team. I don't give a I don't give a rat's behind. Sell. Don't fall in that trap. Even as a playoff team? Because you know what? They're not probably gonna put up that grade of numbers. Sell. Good. 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 Let them do this good this week and get a second. Who was who was the Lions running back that had two good games? What was his name? When? What are you I, talking I about? Uh, like this season? No, nah, was it two years ago then? I don't know who it was. Whatever. Besides the point. We see this. We see this. I think it kind of was the point, but all we right. see this all the time. Sure. These young, these guys come in. People, people were talking about like on the TV broadcast, like, oh, I, I don't know how long it took, why it took so long to get Bar Bo Scarborough on the NFL roster and show what we could do. This guy's a legit running back. It's like, no, yeah, he was no, really no, he's not like this. No, they're not. Jonathan Williams. We've seen Jonathan Williams. Yeah, the Colts, you know what it shows me? The Colts offense is a pretty solid offense. You know what I mean? We have more fancy points than Jonathan Williams on a week in, out, week in, week out basis. Naeem Hines. That's what I believe. Hines. But no. but let me ask this, just just, to, just for the counterpoint. Damian Williams led teams to fantasy greatness last year in the playoffs. And you could have sold him for a 2021st. But if you won the ship, I, I'm saying if you are a contender, you don't, you don't want to keep these guys? Okay. No, I don't. I mean, if you absolutely need him, that's, yeah, you're not going to. Because you're probably counting on Marlon Mack okay. if you had him. Okay. If you absolutely need him because you have nobody else, yes, you're going to keep. But what I'm trying to say is if you have anybody else, like uh, if you have Naheem Hines, you, this is, these are the guys you sell now. Because every year you see these guys at the end of the year, and yeah, Damian Williams, he's an outlier. Sure. But still. Well, we said we said we we said it. We preached it hard. Yeah, we did. Please sell Damian Williams. This is ridiculous. He's not going to be good by the end of the year. He probably won't even be the guy. Does they, anybody like Damian Williams this year? Nope. Was he a bust? Yep. All Big right. time. Yeah, Why? Of course. Because <laughs> Damian Williams sucks as a professional fantasy football player. You know, he's in NFL, so he's not a bad football player because you can't be in NFL right. and be bad as a fantasy football player. The dude sucks. He's just inconsistent. He never gets enough. I mean, right. Yeah, right. Sucks, he never. Right? He, yeah, he sucks. He yeah. never. He never. He scored a touchdown this like, week. You're like, oh yeah, Damian Williams is awesome. No, no, he sucks. Guess, <laughs> guess what? Bo Scarborough. If he was any good, he'd have been on the field already. Jonathan Williams. If he was good, he wouldn't have been on five different football teams already. All right. Is he playing a dome? Is he in a good offense? Yeah. But this is the perfect time of te- the year when people see that somebody's a starter now that people get real excited because they need running back help, and you might be able to get a 2020. What if you can get a 2020 second? Oh, if I'm not a contender, I'm doing that all day and twice on Sunday. Even if you're a contender. See, that that's the tricky part for me. If I'm counting, because I, I probably was counting on Marlon Mack. You probably were, but hopefully you had some depth. You had to get through the bye week. Here. And listen, I know I preach all the time. You do everything you have to do for the ship. Right. But Here. you don't think this is helping. No, these guys aren't going to help you win the ship. That's the whole point. But there's so many injuries that happen. There's so I, I'm actually I, I'm, I'm, holding. I'm with you, Garrett. If I, if I need him, if I, if I had Marlon Mack, I would 100% just... I would swoop up Jonathan Williams and I would hold him. I wouldn't sell him. 
It doesn't. That doesn't make any sense to me selling him if you're if you're a contender. If you need him, yeah, there's a there's a difference here. If you need him, because they you had Marlon Mack and then you have Alvin Kamara, but you have nobody else. Right. Yeah, you need him. Right. Marlon Mack's not even out for the year. He's gonna be back in like three four weeks. Actually, they said that he could be back like next week. It's one of those things where if if they weren't playing on Thursday, he'd have a good chance of playing because it's the 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 surgery actually helps it heal faster, and a, a very similar hand injury occurred a couple of years back with DeMarco Murray and he played like one week later. Okay. So there you go. Even prove my point more. There you go. It's, it's just saying right now that like you get these times of these kind of players, right? Enough where we're talking about them. Bo sure. Scarborough and John, that they're all of a sudden this like, you'll see in like PPR leagues, the sneaky guys talking about, Ooh, the waiver wire pickup of the week is Jonathan Williams for the, co- right. you know, it's like, so the name's out there. There's buzz <clears throat> and not everybody's going to fall for this, you know, doo-doo trick. No, but like what I'm, so my <clears throat> point is like, yeah, you sell a meat. Like you don't wait a week. You sell a meat for any of it. Like literally any, these are, what we talk about Matt, we, you know, when these guys, you pick up the waiver wire and then three weeks later, you get a 2023 for some guy you literally picked off your waiver wire. Yeah. Like that's where it falls to me because I don't think it's, they're going to be the differential. That's going to win you a ship anyway. So again, if you had nobody else to start, of course you don't sell them. That's not what I mean by that. But if you have anybody else to start in a PPR league, whether it be Naheem Hines, whether it be uh Jalen Rashard, you know what I mean? Like, a, somebody can give you some points. It's not going to be that drastically different than what they're going to offer. Even as starters for the short limited time is what I'm saying. Okay. I understand. I'm still holding them. Right, well, <laughs> I'm selling. I wish I had them Me too. I'd sell them anyway. For, for Bo, though, I would absolutely sell. Okay. But Let, Jonathan, I would keep. All right. Garrett has some show notes here. It says Garrett's Revenge. That's right. So Garrett, right. Go, I put it in parentheses. Go, go, ahead, go ahead and read your revenge quote. That's here, right. Garrett. It's in parentheses. <clears throat> Garrett's Revenge. Here we go. I would like to first, <laughs> I would like to first talk about Darius Geis. Okay. Ooh. Darius Geis look, made his return this week. Uh-huh, like a Jedi. Like a Jedi. Uh-huh. The return of the Geis. <laughs> He, despite being very limited on carries, uh-huh. looked very, very good. Looked pretty powerful. Did he catch a pass? He caught a pass. A long, and nice little. Scored on it. A nice little score there, huh? Yeah. First touchdown in 16 quarters for the Washington Redskins. <laughs> oh, yes, my gosh, indeed. that's awful. Um, no, I, it, it was just an encouraging sign. I, It's still a terrible offense, but it's an encouraging sign for 2020 that there could be legitimately something there if he can stay healthy and at this point you, that's what you're looking for out of this guy i mean yeah. he's obviously been a, a, a total bust through the first two seasons right um you know he close to two seasons literally now. hasn't touched the field right so if he can finish <clears throat> off the rest of this season and and get through week 17 of of the nfl season and be healthy and show some things then you're you're cooking with gas you know what you're you know what you've got going into next year exactly. and, and that's exactly that's all you can really ask for if you're a darius guys owner at this point so I'm totally on board with that. Yeah. Okay. Well, you're looking for me for like I, 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 I was just I was just or, waiting for you. To, right, so to tell me how dumb okay. I am. Okay. You're not dumb. All right. Obviously, you're not dumb. But to <laughs> me, you know, here's the thing: it's situation and the running back himself. Yeah, he caught a touchdown pass. So he caught a pass. You know, what did he do? Kyle Juszczyk caught six passes, seven passes last week. Am I going to... I actually had to start him in a league for uh, what it's worth. Am I jumping up beautiful. and, you know, am I going out there and just go, I'm a waiver wire and picking up Kyle Juszczyk? Because you did. Well, because I have Matt Breida and all my other, I have Melvin Gordon, Austin Eckler, and bye. So I did. So yes. you did. So you would have started Jonathan Williams. So I am, just in case Matt Breida doesn't play. Right. But, like, I bet you wish you had John Jonathan Williams. Williams. Yeah. Because you'd probably start him. I'd rather start Kyle Juszczyk. Okay. E- e- equal to. Let's, okay, if Matt Breida doesn't play next week, let's see who has more fantasy points. 
Kyle Huschek or Jonathan Williams? All right. Now, it should be Jonathan Williams, and that's fine. That's fair. But if it's even close, <laughs> it's even close. I literally just picked something off the waiver wire. Like, Huschek shows you can pick him off the waiver wire. So, guys, guys is a nice, big, powerful back. Falls in the category of, like, I've always said about something about Geis. Like, I don't think he's a bad running back. I just don't think he's an overall fantasy producer for where he was being valued. I didn't like him in the top of the first round when he was a rookie because I didn't think he was overly fantasy, uh, going to be a big-time fantasy producer. Now, I've been right, but to be fair, I've been right mostly because he's been injured. So, that's not fair to him because he hasn't been able to produce on the field because he's been injured. Nonetheless, I was still right, right? How's Juju looking this year? Juju? Or one big miss. Who, who? Exactly. Um, so, and I'm not going to go down that train because it's he's got a big bad neck come next year, but sure looks kind of funny when AB's gone out there and he's, can't catch, he's dropping footballs, making weird, uh, whatever. So, Geist isn't a bad player, but here's the facts. He's been injured back-to-back years for a significant sure. amount of time. Going to come back next year. This team's got a lot of work to do, but do we trust Bruce Allen? I mean, they had a really good draft last year, but right. I mean, dude, we all saw this video. Did you not see the video of Dwayne Haskins talking to his offensive line, begging him oh, what yeah, he could do? Was, that was, and that, that one that jackass number 66 was sitting there laughing like some dumbass who came and block anybody as it is, and you're sitting there laughing. You have your rookie quarterback out there trying his damnedest, asking you what he could do to help you do your damn job that you make more money than him to do in anyways. This team... With his offensive line is not fantastic. It's and that's fine that Darius Geis caught a football, but he's still not in my eyes. I don't care what they say, because J- Jay Gruden preaching this anyways that he's going to be a pass catcher and running back. Well, Jay Gruden's working at Walmart right now, so it doesn't even really matter what Jay Gruden's saying. So to me, we're going to have a new coaching staff coming in, a new offensive system. We don't know if Geis is going to fall into it. It still has a terrible offensive line that you're most likely not going to finish fixing a single season because that team has a lot of holes and a lot of different things they have to work on. So for me, I hope Geist has a couple solid games here so I can sell because he still has that youth value, but he still, to me, doesn't have that overall fancy production because a guy of his running style is, to me, for a guy who's going to be been hurt the last two years, it's going to get hurt again, most likely. The odds are. The history says most likely he's going to get hurt again because of his running style. He could follow a similar path as Dalvin Cook, though. I mean, Dalvin Cook started started his career banged up. and It was one injury. It was one injury. Yeah, two. The same exact type thing happened. He, he tore his ACL, and then the next season he came back, was injured for a gap of time, and then finished the season strong last year. He, it was literally the almost the exact same career path. But Rich likes Dalvin Cook. <laughs> Dalvin catch, Cook catches the football really well. And I had Dalvin Cook rated really high as my no one one coming out hey, of the rookie draft. Guys in this one game, one he's 11. one for one, touchdown catches. Goes back actually, to Kyle Hughes, Jack. Actually, he's, three for, he's four for four. There we on, go. On the year. Wow, look for, at these sure hands, Larry mm-hmm. Fitzgerald here. So to me, again, I'm, I've never, this isn't Derrick Henry. This isn't uh, Samaj P. Ryan. At no point did I ever say I hate Darius Geis. Right. So I'm not a Darius Geis hater. That's not what I ever meant. And in the next guy we're talking about, I'm not a hater. I'll explain that point next too. Yeah. It's just, again, I thought the value wasn't there for what you could get for him. Sure. And that's what it comes down to. Like some of these players, it's like, where, what's their value worth? If the value isn't worth what you can get for him, then you sell. Right, everybody has a price. You would sell anybody for the right package. For the right price, right? You know I mean like, everyone's available. You know, Saquon yep. Barkley is like you know forever in the beginning of the year was untouchable. You know, you could have got I got Christian McCaffrey and Sony Michelle and somebody else for Saquon Barkley. Oh, nice! In his rookie year, that's what I got for him. You know, I look pretty damn good doing that trade now. Does even just getting Christian McCaffrey itself right, works up. out for him? So like everybody has a price, and just to me, if with that kind of game, yes, like everybody's. Whoever has guys or wanted guys is real excited, right? Like some people like you For that sure. like guys that excites you to me. It doesn't excite me. Cause I always knew he's a big, powerful running back. Like that's never the key, but like 
Can he do that on a weekend, week out basis on a team when all of a sudden when other teams see that, he becomes the focal point behind a bad already team and a bad offensive line? Can he still do that? To me, he'll produce any running back that you give. You guys are talking about Jonathan Williams. Any running back you give a lot of carries to will produce. But will he produce at a high level for the next two, four years? I don't think so. So I'm selling. I'm just not in on it. Sure. What's the next guy you're uh, you want next to guy? My boy, my boy, Joe Mixon, who really wasn't even my boy until our debate, which now he's just kind of by that default I, become my boy. That I was right on. He's your boy because we don't really care for Exactly. Him. Somebody had to like him. And you do. Uh, but three straight weeks of 17 points. Three straight weeks. Uh, you know, it, the, the offensive line is still terrible. Uh, the offense in general is still ter- terrible. Uh, but he's been finding ways to produce. He's now all the way up to running back 22 on the season. It's been nice to see him overcome this. This makes me feel very optimistic about next season when you have Joe Burrow probably at quarterback. Uh, their their guard that they drafted in this past year's draft is back and healthy. I'm assuming they're going to spend more time and money on the offensive line other than just that one piece. It makes me very excited for the 2020 season to see what we have with Joe Mixon. And and, and the the point that you also didn't mention is there he's doing it with a backup, you know, or rookie quarterback right. that they're kind of trying out because they know what they've got in Andy Dalton. So that's impressive. Uh, you know, the, the yards and the touchdowns and everything, it, it's just, it's a good look and it is something to look forward to for next year, in my opinion. I mean, and if, if you, if you've got him, I mean, I'm probably going to hold because I think there are better days to come for, for Joe Mixon clearly. And you know you're you're probably not in a great position for like playoffs or anything like that. So that right. that's he's just going to end up being on your team and kind of wasting away for this one year. Sure. Okay. So here we are again. Uh, I don't know how this is revenge because everything that I said when before the season started, I've literally been a hundred percent correct on. You're not going to give me any cr- three straight weeks, Rich. Okay, well, good. You know what? It takes a, usually a long time for a shitty offensive line to gel at each other so this guy could be somewhat decent, okay? <laughs> Got his first rushing touchdown of the year. Of course he did. So my point was never, I said at the beginning of the year when we were arguing this, Garrett, like I was, it, was, it had nothing to do with Joe Mixon. I said, I was like, here are my points. I was like, he was running back 11 last year on a much better football team. He's going to a much worse football team with arguably the worst offensive line in football. So where everybody was valuing him, which was, top two rounds of a startup draft to me, I thought was silly. I thought it was a good time to sell. Not because Joe Mixon wasn't going to like, is not a good, even long-term back, but like, again, that's long-term. We're already talking about next year. We don't know what's going to, he could tear his eight. We don't know what's going to happen next year. We don't know the offensive line is going to get better. They might have a rookie quarterback. And again, they just focus on Joe Mixon. He still can't produce. I don't know how that like get worse. Even if he produces at a point of 17 points per, I, I like, shouldn't say that. Say thir- <laughs> like, you know, 12 points per game. And that puts them right around Todd Gurley range of week 14, right around there. The point was at the time we had this conversation, Joe Mixon was being valued as like a top six startup running back. And I didn't see the value there. And I explained why when you go back and listen to the episode, why I didn't think it was there. Well, yeah, it took it took three point straight weeks of 17 points to move to running back 22, which is behind guys like Todd Gurley, who we mentioned, well behind Philip Lindsay, behind Carlos Hyde, behind Jordan Howard. You know what I mean? Those guys, Carlos Hyde and Jordan Howard, yeah, we could have seen it, were free almost compared to mm-hmm. what you were getting for Joe Mixon. So at the time I made those comments, it had nothing to do with, like, I thought I explained why I thought you should trade for him then. I, I agree. I'm not what – I'm, what I'm saying is not that your argument wasn't completely valid and absolutely came true. 
Uh, he's had an awful season overall. That said, that said, is there is there stuff to be excited about for the future with Joe Mixon? Yeah, Joe Mixon's gonna go. It's gonna be his fourth year in the league. This will be yes, yes. Going his, his fourth year in the league next year. So you have to possibly resign him. Anytime a team leave a running back leaves, that's somewhat of concern. They probably will resign him because the production's not there. They will be bringing a rookie quarterback, most likely probably going to be Joe Burrow, right? Yeah, they, to his injury, let, which let's, sucks. Let's you know, let's see what they do with AJ Green. Let's see what they do with tight end. That offensive line is the worst offensive line in football, so they have to they have to invest trap capital there. They got to invest salary there. That defense isn't great either. There's so many holes on here. Where, yeah, I mean, are you so is Joe Mixon a talented running back? Yeah, he's like that poor man's loving him. He catches the ball well, hits the hole well. He's he's a good running back. Mm-hmm. But if you're a good running back on a really bad team, it doesn't really help your cause. So even next year, yeah. Does this help me excited a little about next year? Yeah, but like what's going to be so much better about next year? Because we don't know. We don't know what they're going to do at offensive line. We don't know what Joe Burrow's going to come in and do and who he's throwing the football to. Because right now, who is it? John Ross, Tyler Boyd is all long-term, Auden Tate, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Tyler Eifert won't be there unless he signs another contract extension with you know Cincinnati. But the, the big key here is not even that. Like we know the first round pick is going to be a court. It's going to be like Joe Burrow. Like, that's their first round pick. Okay. They need four because the one's rookie already that got right. hurt. Yeah, so they're, they're they first need, round pick from this year. Yeah. Right. So they need four offensive linemen. Like what is Joe Mixon going to do? Because my biggest concern wasn't Joe Mixon himself going to this offseason, was the offensive line. Mm-hmm. So until I see drastic improvement on offensive line, and it got to bring back AJ Green, because if you don't have any receivers for the rookie running back, the quarterback to throw to, how are you going to do? You're just going to stack the box in a, in a division that has three really good defenses, you know, mm-hmm. with the Browns, the Ravens, and the Steelers. Those are three good defenses. He's got to play six times a year that know him and know that team. So it's, again, what, what would you pay for him? What would I pay for Joe Mixon? Yeah. I wouldn't pay anything for him. Okay. I would What would you be willing to take if you had him on your team? Though? I would take I would take I would want again this is because of like not what I would take. I'm trying to think what the market value is essentially. Right. Even because I don't want him a top 8 pick. Okay. I'd be okay with that. I'd rather try and gamble. And again, I would still have to, like, I wouldn't even sell until I knew the rookie draft was coming New, up. Yeah. Like, I want to know where it is, where, the where it lines. And honestly, <laughs> I'd rather try and trade just for a running back that I like. You know what I mean? Like, I would almost gamble, like, I think Miles Sanders' upside is just as high as Joe Mixon's. You know, and he's on a better offense. You know, something like, I like, they're both a question mark, right? But to me, who's a safer bet? I'm going to get younger. To me, I'd almost be looking to flip Joe Mixon for a guy that, like, I like. Like, I wouldn't mind even trying to take Joe Mixon and give up a 2021st for Josh Jacobs. I I'm with, I like Josh I, Jacobs that much. Yeah, I'm with you on the Josh Jacobs that's close for me. Uh, I'm not there on Sanders. I'm I'm concerned with what I've seen towards the end of the season. And and I, 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 I'd rather – you're right. I probably wouldn't uh, – it's kind of hard. You know, right. when you say, you know, can I get Aaron Jones for him and gamble that Aaron Jones will be the man next year? Is that possible? Uh, it's kind of, that's the right. problem. If you have Joe Mixon, you're most likely stuck with Joe Mixon. So if you have him, you're probably writing this out, right? Like you're going to, like, you're not really going to go him with or it. Bell. I made oh, that. Joe I, Mixon. Yeah. I think right. Joe Mixon is as far as him and Bell, but I made that same point, you know, a couple minutes ago. I, I think he's just a hold right now. I mean, I'm not, I'm not, I don't, I doubt there's going to be a bunch of Joe Mixon like being traded here towards the end of the season. Sure. 
Yeah, because you're not going to get fair value for a guy who has upside to run. Because there is an upside. Something could turn around. And he could be the man next year. But you have to. I mean, if you're satisfied with a running back two, which is what I think Joe Mix. Because remember, we have all these rookie running backs coming into this class too. Yeah, we do. Joe Mixon. I'm telling you, at best next year, not even at best, most likely is going to be a running back two. I think his best case scenario is like running back fifteen. That's best case for Joe Mixon next year. Man, I'm wrong. I'm not. I'm not psychic. You know what I mean? I don't got these sweet crystal balls here, but I don't know. But to me, that's what that's what I'm looking at. So if you're okay with that, and you feel like you can like you can't get better value than that, mm-hmm. which is still valuable, good. Oh yeah. But that's his peak. I can easily see him doing exactly what he is right now. Being right around running back twenty-two wouldn't shock me in the least. Because I can look. I can see guys like David Montgomery being a little bit better next year. I can see guys like Miles Sanders being a little bit better next year. Um, I could see guys that. That we're going to come in as a ro- that are rookie running backs are going to be a little bit better. Guys like Melvin Gordon will get back up into that category. You know what I mean? Like, there you go. There's a guy, Melvin Gordon. Who do they have? You would take Melvin. Melvin Gordon or Joe Mixon. Like, I feel more confident in a guy like Melvin Gordon's going to go if he when he leaves, go to a better situation that Joe Mixon's going to be in. And that's a trade you could probably make easily. It's At, close. I, I think I would still take Mixon, but that's that's probably my my truther side. I feel like you can definitely get, you know, you could get Mixon or you could give Mixon and get, you know, uh, Melvin Gordon. Melvin, Melvin Gordon, Gordon, thank you, and something. And, and I say this because I have no Joe Mixon shares, and I always love what right. I say Because anytime I say something like this, every league I'm in, somebody will send me the offer of like, oh, you'll, oh, you'll take a 2020 second for Duke Johnson here. I'll give you my 2020 second for Duke. And here, I'll give you Duke for your second. And I'm like, now nah, I'm good. <laughs> But, but a lot of times, because I just don't need that player. Like, right. I'm not going to do it just because I think he's valuable. Doesn't, doesn't my team, team doesn't say that's for a team that needs a running back. Like, I don't need that running back. Or, and if I did, I'm out of it. <laughs> so, yeah, to me, is Joe Mixon a good running back? Yeah. But again, we're looking here for the best fantasy producing running backs out there for your dynasty team. And I just don't think Joe Mixon falls in that category, along with Darius Geis. I, I think I could do better. Rich, we agree a lot. But that's okay that we don't agree on these two. No, it's and it's fine. And you know what? For Joe Mixon's sake, I hope he's wrong. This is like I'm not dead fast on it. It's just, right. or I'm wrong. I just like it's what I think. You know what I mean? Yeah. If if Joe Mixon all of a sudden came out as running back one next year, would I be like taking it back? No, because there's probably gonna be reasons why. You yeah. know, like oh look at the offensive line play. Look at how good Joe Burrow and AJ Green are connected to open. There's gonna be reasons why. Sure. It's just the odds are again. If you go to you know if you go to a roulette wheel, you're either probably betting red or black. You're not gonna put all your money every time on double zero. You know what I mean? I'm just trying to play the best odds. And that's with any player or any position in fantasy. Absolutely. What are the best odds? That's that's all this is, is odds. It's when you make trades, right? Because you're yep. like, oh, odds are, in my opinion, this guy's going to be better long-term than this player, right? Right. You're, you're guessing. Because nobody knows. It doesn't matter what profession out there. What what Nobody knows for sure, right? You just trust the guys who are the most accurate, who are right more than are wrong. And if you're right 65% of the time, then you're, you're good. damn good in this business. Yep. Damn good in this business. Uh, let's talk about a couple of other running backs here. The 49ers backfield. Can, can we trust any of these guys, Matt? I, I can't. No, I mean, that's it's it's you're speaking of spinning the roulette wheel. I mean, who the heck is gonna who's it gonna land on this week as far as who's gonna be the producer? So, Kyle no, I check. <laughs> yeah, maybe this week. That's Kyle the tough Uchek. part, too, is all the injuries on top of it and usage <laughs> is weird. And man, it's tough because I individually I like Coleman and I like Brita. 
but I, I can't really trust either one of them right now. And it's frustrating. No, and you want that running back. That running back in the system's catching right. more balls than a chicken a gangbang. I mean, come on. This is crazy, right? This is like we all like the Kyle Shanahan system, and this is what we want. But like, there's no, I mean, the Kyle Hughes check. Kyle Hughes check out there. Six balls. That's a threesome. Catching balls all over the place. Well, now with uh, Lance Armstrong. But you know what I mean? That's like six Lance Armstrongs. (laughs) Who wants that? I want that. That's good fans. That's double digit points. Lance? (laughs) Yes, sir. Nobody has anything to say after that? All right. I had had to catch my breath. Breathe. Breathe. (laughs) Back, baby. Enough, enough said. <laughs> All right, let's talk about a couple of receivers right here because we're running out of time because I've been talking way too much stuff, not fantasy football. Um, where are we on Michael Gallup? Uh, Garrett, let's go back to Matt again here. You've been talking yeah. way too much. Yeah, you're, over there giggling. Right you're over there giggling. Matt's sick. He can barely talk. He's got cough drops on, so let's get him in here. Matt, Michael Gallup. Yeah, I just need to cough every time I say three words, so let's, let's get him in. Uh, Michael Gallup, you know, this guy we loved coming out. Has had a little bit of a up and down this year, but I love the guy's upside, man. He he's uh, he's a big play waiting to happen, and uh, he really is clicking here in in Dallas's offense as the number two. Yeah, it, the, his value seems to be all over the map, and I'm having a hard time like placing where it is. Like I've seen people that said they would trade like a mid to late 2021st for him. I've seen other people that he's barely worth a second. Like, I'm having a hard time kind of gauging his value. He had a really good week this week, but it was also kind of weird because Amari was banged up in the game, so they pulled him out a lot, only put him in on, like, third down special occasions uh, when they really needed a big play. So it it was kind of weird usage, but he has stepped up when the opportunity has presented itself, which is something he wasn't really doing much of last year. So he's definitely ascending. I just don't really know, like – if, if somebody offers me him for mid to late 2022nd, I'm taking that all day. All if it's, day. if it's a mid to early first or it's a mid to late first, I have no desire for that. So I, I just really don't know where his value is right now. Yeah. To me, it's, it, it's either a late first or bust. Cause I ain't taking a second for Michael Gallup. Right. That's for sure. The well, I mean that you got him in the high second, you know what I mean? Yeah. In, in the draft last year or, so, or two years ago or whatever. Yeah. Um, so, I don't, I, there's no reason. I mean, maybe last year you, you would have been like, all right, yeah, I'll just take return on, on whatever I got. You know, I'll, you know, I, I paid a second, I'll take a second in return. But at this point that now that you've shown flashes, you're not going to do that. So. Yeah. I'm not taking mid first. Cause here's, here's the big gamble of Gallup. What happens with Amari Cooper? That's what I was going to say. Yep. Is Amari getting signed? I mean, we I, assume so. We assume. Yeah. One uh, would have to assume they've got to sign Dak. You know what I mean? The I guy think at least back. one of them's getting franchised this year. And if you're going to franchise somebody, you're probably going to franchise the receiver. Probably. Just to be a little bit cheaper. And then hopefully you can move somebody around for 2021 to re-sign Amari. Because, I mean, for what they give up, when you give up for, you're most likely going to, odds are they're going to keep Amari. Right. They right? they knew, they did that knowing that they had the franchise tag in their back pocket. At, at the very least, they'd have them for the end of last year, all of this year, and then next year. Yeah. And, and possibly even another year after that, because you can, you can, you know, you, you can, can franchise, franchise them twice. It gets real expensive, but yeah, right. And it just depends else what they do. You know, see a little bit more what they do at tight end. Who's that third receiver is going to be? And like a Michael Gobbs, a really nice receiver. And if he can continue this pace, he's going to be probably a mid range to low end wide receiver too. Almost like what he is now, but maybe he can get a little bit better. So he can get up to like he's twenty two now. Maybe he can get up to that like Calvin Ridley seventeen kind of range right around there. So for me, like I like I like Gallup, but yeah, it's gonna take a late first 
war. It's going to take a high second. And even then, like the late first, I would just like to, this draft class is so that, deep at receiver. Thing. It's like I could probably do better. I mentioned it, I think, last week or two weeks ago, but Matt Miller says he has t- 20 receivers in his top 100. I mean, that means there's 20 receivers getting taken in the first three rounds. Like, that's seems legit to me. Oh, I, it absolutely seems legit. But that's the thing. Like it's that, it's hard to give up potential of a true number one receiver for a guy that we know is most likely going to be a number two. And there's for all of this because yeah, there's guys nobody's even talking about. Like again, I don't watch a ton of tape until after the season. It's just what I do. Right. Now we have this on Dynasty Nerds for the Nerd Herd. You know, we have the the Dynasty Film Room. We watch a ton of stuff. But like, so I watch like even like I can watch a guy like Chris Alave for Ohio State. I'm like, you know, he's a pretty good receiver. Yeah, yeah. You know? It's like. Nobody talks about him, and it's like, he's a pretty good receiver. Now, to be fair, it's all I really watch in depth is Ohio State. But when I watch him play, I'm like, he, he could be he, something. He's being sneaky. Yeah, he's been he's real a, sneaky. sneaky I could see him sneaking into, like, fifth round or something like that. So, same thing. Draft. Like, so if Michael Gallup is going to be a mid-range wide receiver two to a low-end wide receiver two, it's like, if I have that for, like, I'm not taking anything but that for Gallup, and I'll just keep Gallup. But, like, if I can get that mid-range first, I'm taking the first, like, if I get picked anywhere from seven to nine, I'll, I'll take the first because I'll gamble on that I'm going to get a really good receiver back there that's going to be probably equal to value with a shot of getting that Michael Thomas value. Right. Not 1-1, one, one, but you know what I mean? Find that kind of diamond in the rough. Yeah, because he was taken later on in, in drafts in his rookie season. And, and and if worse not, if I made that trade now, by the time draft rolls around and that pick seven's on the clock, I might be able to just trade for a receiver oh, that was better stuff, than Michael yeah. Gallup. You know what I mean? So... Let's talk about another guy like making offseason moves, which I was a proponent of this guy, hey, going out there and making some moves for, and Matt kept telling me I was dumb. John Brown, <laughs> um, currently wide receiver 13 on a 12-game per basis. I mean, pretty, looking pretty good out there. Do we like John Brown, currently 13 wide receiver overall? Uh, yeah, John Brown looks great, man. Um, the, the the fit has been excellent there. Uh, kind of like what I said, you know, it's just a match made in heaven, and you're like, ooh, it's John Brown. Well, John Brown has been a non-factor due to sickle cell. No. Traits and all sorts of crap for you the You did bank. want to send him to Denver. You really didn't I, like him. I really I did. I wanted to kill him. Yeah. Mile Dye Stadium. Our, Mile our, old Dye school, Stadium. our old school rookie draft. I'm trying to trade John Brown, right? I'm preaching why John Brown is going to be good this year. I have so many receivers. I don't need him. I'm trying to trade him because not because I don't like him because I have so much depth and I needed a quarterback. I want to get Daniel Jones, right? Okay. So this was this this happened, but this is what sometimes you say things that aren't your true feelings, and it's called a cock block. I was cock blocking, so go ahead. <laughs> he tell believed, them the rest of believed. the story. So I'm sitting there explaining why John Brown is going to be good, right? And people are listening, right? And then Matt chimes in with all these reasons, like John Brown's going to be good, blah 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 blah. And people are like, "Yeah, Rich John Brown's not going to be good." And I'm <laughs> exactly. Like, Rich like, was trying to get a third for John Brown, and I didn't want Rich in the third round. So I, I talked him down. I, I just counterpointed all your points and count, you know, just, just did the opposite and of what you Matt's, were doing. They took Matt's opinion over me. And it turns out everyone likes me more than you. So uh, uh, you, didn't, you didn't get anything more than a fifth rounder for him. So yeah, well, just like if you go back and listen to the history of the damn podcast, I was right. And that was wrong. <laughs> Man, and a poo poo stick your head in doo doo. All right. Devonte Parker, wide receiver 11. <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> Devontae Parker. That's me laughing um, last. Since his bye week in week five, has been wide receiver 11, getting double-digit points every single week. Like what? Like, yeah, Don Devontae Parker. I told you the whole time he's going to be sweet. 18-inch wingspan out of Louisville, never really dropped footballs, making dynamic plays, because now they got a finally quarterback in Ryan Fitzpatrick, who's competent. The old fifth-year breakout. Is a 2020 free agent, so I know what's going to happen. But a fifth-year breakout receiver. Devontae Parker, who was free not too long ago, is now a viable option out there. Would anybody do 
like for a playoff push, you need a receiver. Would you give a twenty twenty third for Devontae Parker? He's gonna be free agent after this year. Third, if if I'm a playoff team and I think there is a player that will help me, like legitimately help me, I will give a third for regardless of who it is. Yeah, so, anybody for a third. So so yeah, so I would do it for a third. But that's that's the line. I'm not giving a second. I I would definitely do that. Yeah, I I feel very similar to you. Uh, third round picks mean basically nothing to me as far as draft compensation or just like especially, trade compensation. Especially when I'm going for the ship. Yep. Uh, and, that, and now I feel like we're rushing at the end, but I'm sorry. We have to because we try to keep it an hour. Now we're over an hour. So yeah. last thing, because I heard you guys talking about this on the Nerd episode last week, Ryan Griffin has looked really good out there. Goes to show what Chris Herndon could have been because right now he's performing like these last couple of weeks, top four numbers, Ryan Griffin is, and what Chris Herndon could have done. And we showed that Sam Darnold loves the tight end. Yep. Absolutely so, love him. Yep. I like Ryan Griffin. He looks good. All this tells me to do is buy low on Chris Herndon. Me also. <laughs> right? Because as soon as yep. he comes back, uh, he's going to be a monster. He's going to be a target machine. So, yep. mm-hmm. Ryan Griffin means buy low on Chris Herndon. Yep. Because his value is really low right now. And yeah. Can, I mean, and, and he's also a viable. Tomorrow. I think he's a viable guy for the rest of the season as well. I mean, and he should be a cheap option. Yeah. You should great. be able to get him dirt cheap. Yeah. Great if you have a, a you know. You literally need him for one week. Like if you have Hunter Henry and he's on a bye this week, I need one one person to fill in. I'll give you my third. Give me Ryan oh, Griffin. Those are the balls talking to me. They're telling me, go out there and get Chris Herndon. Oh, okay. <laughs> You're gonna be so happy with him. That's how they said it to y'all. Suck it like that. That's it. We gotta get out of here. All right. Uh, we're gonna about to get, jump into an, our Nerd episode. If you don't know what the Nerd episode is, it's the bonus podcast we do every single week. Basically, it's a whole extra show. All you gotta do to do so is just buy me, Matt, or Matt or Garrett. A cup of coffee. Matt or Matt. I need a lot of coffee. And not even every week. Like, just once a month. Just like once a month. If I told you, you buy us one cup of coffee for one time a month, we'll get together, me, most of the time, Garrett and Matt, we'll get wherever you want to meet, your yep. car, the gym, your bathroom, the bedroom, sauna. anywhere. You know what I mean? Background music while you're making sweet, sexy love to your partner. Whatever you need. We're there for you for three bucks a month. All you got to do is join the nerd, my friends. That's it. You get extra podcasts. Now you get extra podcasts. You're supporting the best dynasty website in the world. And that's dynastynerds.com. You're getting awesome rankings that are done by myself, Matt, Garrett, and our, the rest of our awesome dynasty nerds team, which is beyond awesome. It's a great yes. team we have here. A great team. There's about 20 of us. Um, which is updating. That's super flex, PPR, standard, rookies, devies. The rookie rankings are going to be up soon. Uh, Mock draft tool probably coming soon. I don't know when, but you know, someday. Someday. You're going to be doing rookie mock drafts. I found I found out what's going on with it. I'm going to tell you guys in private off the air, Ooh. but like it could have been done. We'll talk off the air. Um, oh, no. So, so you get that. Not only that, you get to buy sell tool. And the most important part of all, the, the, which is worth more than the whole the $3 a month itself, the Dynasty Rookie Film Room. Yep. We have, Garrett, how many videos do we have on there? Last time I counted... Which was about two weeks ago. We were at one thirty six. We've probably added easy fifteen. So we're we're probably right around one hundred fifty right now. So right now, week eleven, season's not even over. We have one hundred and fifty cut up videos of the rookies that you're going to be drafting here in about six months. You want to dom- you want to dominate the most important rookie draft we've had since the Odell Beckham draft. You want to draft. You want to dominate one of the best rookie drafts that you might ever see in your lifetime. Yep. You know, if you're going to die after 2020, maybe the best rookie draft in your life, this is how you do it. 
you got to get ahead of it. You got to watch. We're going to break it down for you and what we see, but nothing helps you more than seeing it with your own eyes. We provide that in the Nerd Herd. That's right. Dynasty rookie film room. You click on a player like DeAndre Swift. You click on whatever game you want that game. It shows you every play that he was on. Yep. And that's it. You watch the entire game in five minutes of DeAndre Swift. You saw every play he was on. You want to judge him? You want something to go, oh, why do you like DeAndre Thanks Swift? Boom, you're like, oh, first Nerd Fantasy Football Podcast. Make sure to check us out at DynastyNerds.com for up-to-date Dynasty insights. And follow us on Twitter at DynastyNerds. Make sure you call him bitch, no matter what it is. Unless it's a woman, don't do that. <laughs> you go, you go, nerd herd girl. Yeah, that sounds nice, right? Yeah, that sounds nice. That's not, that really rolls off the tongue. A cup of coffee a month. That's it. So we appreciate you. If you want to do anything else, you want to buy a Dynasty Nerd shirt, they're on the site. Or if you just want to leave us a rating review on the podcast because you hate my, you love my terrible jokes and you, <laughs> you love these, love and you love these guys' great analysis, please do so. We're, once we get to a thousand reviews, I think we're going to give away like 10 shirts, right? Yep. We're at 945. Hmm. Yeah. There's thousands of you listening to the show. I only need 55 of you to leave the review. Come on, people. Don't you want a free that mean, shirt? That means you. <gasps> yeah, and you. Oh, yeah, that guy, too. Yeah, that guy, got too. Or her. Or that lady. Come on, girl. Come Nerd. on, girl. Nerd herd, girl. Hey, girl, how you doing? Well, we'll, talk, we'll find out next week. Don't join that orgy. Adios.